best friends forever. Until one host says something wrong about the other host's favorite character. Why would you say such a thing? Talking all things supernatural and sci-fi television, it's Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of TeamTSD.com. Greetings, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I'm Liz. I'm Lindy. And today, I don't even know. We're just really hyper one because we are at Wizard World Austin Comic Con right now. And we had probably the best fried chicken and pecan pie and sweet tea I've ever had in my life. Hell yes. And I'm still like, (laughs) like my heart was, when we were on our panel today, our Game of Thrones fan panel that we do at all of these wonderful conventions my heart started beating like super duper fast (laughs) and not because I was nervous or excited but because I was probably going into cardiac arrest (laughs) so I just I'm just in a really weird mood right now there's probably like 10 gallons or pounds of like sugar in that one thing of sweet tea yeah like and you you ate a ton of pecan pie oh my god you say pecan pecan pie pecan pie you say pecan or pecan 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 just pecan. curious. Or no, I say pecan. Pecan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pecan I say pecan. Pie. Pecan pie. I'm pretty sure what you're saying is a bird. A pecan? Are you thinking of like a toucan? Maybe, but it's not a pecan. It's a pecan. Well, maybe in North Carolina, where I'm from, North Carolina is also in the South, just like Texas, which is where we are right now. Um, they say pecan. Nothing against people from North Carolina, but I wouldn't set a North Carolina accent as the standard of how a word is pronounced. Listen, it's not an accent. It's how you say the word. Anyway, moving on. We'll be doing a poll as whether it's (laughs) pecan pie or pecan pie. Okay, that was unfair the way you said it. Let's move on. Not at all. That's how they say it. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so we're talking about Game of Fucking Thrones. Yeah. And um, we heard some pretty solid theories in our panel today, but I think that the most epic theories are the ones on purefandom.com. Yeah, so we insert shameless plug. Insert shameless plug. We did a post on. So there's so many theories swirling around right now, and as we know, we only have like 13 episodes and two seasons left. So there's really only so much that they can do and put into these final episodes. So we gathered some of our own personal theories and a couple other theories that we've been seeing around on the internet, and we picked five of the ones that we think internet could, meaning Reddit. Yeah could actually happen, like, based on everything that has happened so far and what they have time to kind of explain and Mm -hmm. unfold. So we're just going to walk through these five theories and tell you guys what we think about them. We shared them in the panel today, too, and got some good feedback. So let's start with um, number one, which is what, Liz? Bran working into a dragon. And I think (laughs) that this isn't so much a theory. It's just as something that's going to happen um, we talked about how the Three-Eyed Raven told Bran he will not walk again, but he will fly, and most people think that is the meaning of being the Three-Eyed Raven, um, but it could also mean working into a dragon, and Game of Thrones loves to bring that epicness to the screen, and I think that it would just be wonderful if in the, I think it will be in the final part of the season, the last official season, not yeah. this one coming up, when the battle actually moves to the north there's going to be we all know or anticipate 
a battle in the south between Euron coming with the ships, maybe teaming up with Cersei and fighting Danny and like every fucking kingdom that's on her side now. Yeah. Um, across all the lands, not even ones in the kingdom. Like everyone's on her side. Everybody. But anyways, he's going to Worg and do a dragon. Yeah. Hey, that's basically the the hope. It can happen. And then Liz also hopes that Tyrion, you want Tyrion to be on his own dragon or do you want him to be on the dragon that Bran is warged into? I want him to be on his own. Okay. And then the dragon that, then Jon's not going to be on a dragon or would Jon be on a dragon that Bran is warged into? Uh, I think that would just mean a lot from like a family perspective. <laughs> like I just think it would be a nice thing if Jon rode Bran. Wolf's warged into a dragon. I agree. I think that's absolutely 100% what's going to happen. And when it does, you can all credit Liz. Thank you. I Because you've been that. saying this for like I've three been saying seasons. that shit for a while. Yeah. Like, I've called that out. As soon as you knew how that brand could warg. As soon as like that whole thing started unfolding, you were like, he's 100% going to be inside of a dragon brain. Yes. Definitely. Right. I mean, if he can warg into Hodor, he can warg into anything. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the second theory is Number what? two. Oh, this is yours. You have a really good um you have a really good theory about this. So like Melisandra, we know so I never know I know her name is pronounced Melisandra in the show, but on the audiobooks that I listen to, the um narrator says Melisande. I just wanted to throw that out there. If anybody wonders why I flip flop back and forth, because I think it's important for you guys to understand where I'm coming from. Well, and I think that's confusing <laughs> as well. Yeah, he pronounces he a the books. Oh, I don't remember his name, but he's, like, perfect at it. You got to listen to him because he's he's good. Like, he's what you picture, like, if George R. R. Martin was to narrate it. Like, I mean, he's just good. But George anyway. R. R. Martin narrating, though, to me, I just feel like it would be someone out of breath. He's got that tone, though, that's perfect for, he sounds like he, the narrator sounds like he came straight out of Westeros. He's good. Anyway, that's off topic. He's good. Melisandre Melisandre. So she okay. was, I think that she still has a role to play. This isn't so much as a theory, it's just like a prediction of something that she might still do. So she got kicked out of Winterfell. The mm-hmm. fact that she didn't get murdered and that she still knows so much and the Lord of Light is so powerful, we've seen. Um, I think she still has... I think she's going to be the one that connects Danny and John, and this is why. So remember the scene of Varys in Marine from last season where the Red Priestess comes to him. A different Red Priestess. A different Red Priestess and reveals this knowledge that she had of his memories and thoughts from when yes. he was, like, castrated or whatever. Yes. And he's like, holy crap. Obviously, he probably believes in that power and believes that the Lord of Light is, like, has some real wisdom to drop. So I think what's yes. going to happen is Varys, Danny, and all of them are going to intersect Melisandre wherever she's going. And Melisandre is going to be like, hey, listen, John is like the true, like he's the real deal. He's probably Azora High, which we'll talk about later. Right. And I think she probably knows something about him being a Targaryen. And I think she's going to be the one that's like, Varys, dude, you guys need to come up here to Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. And I think Varys is going to be inclined to believe her because he already is now aware of the power of the Lord of Light. So I think that their their paths are going to cross. And I think Melisande is still going to have a way that she helps Jon Snow in the end. Because she, I think she truly believes in him and his power. Like, she might be a cold-hearted biatch, but 
I think she knows John is special. I don't even think that she's a cold-hearted biatch. It's that if you're around for as long as she is with this mission, now that we know how fucking old she probably is, right? like, she just, it's not as deep to her. Like, people, she's like, what you people all care about is so fucking trivial. Right. That, like, you don't even understand that there's a war coming. Right. I would say she's more of a slut than a bitch. <laughs> Don't judge if a I, girl. If I had to conclude, listen, she's a hoe. <laughs> she's a hot hoe. Love that bitch. Anyways, listen, the fact that we just saw her take her necklace off and we had that huge reveal about her yeah. and then to just get rid of her character doesn't make sense. I think there's more to come and I think she's got even more power than we could ever imagine. Great and I point. I think... You know, a lot of people were talking about maybe she'll... We saw how old she was when she took her necklace off. Maybe yeah. she's going to use that last little bit of life and last little bit of power to do something for John. I just... I she would 100% sacrifice herself for the Lord of Lights bidding. Absolutely. 100%. She's I think not she's done. Already, she's coming back. I think she's already prepared for that. Absolutely. I think she knows it's coming. Yeah. She's just pissed off because the path is not as clear as maybe she anticipated. And I think that... Um, yeah, because it's – and the more, like, the magical part is starting to t- play a bigger role now. It's yeah. not just, like, you know, we had hints of the White Walkers, and then we didn't fucking see them for, like, two seasons. Right. And then now we have the brand stuff. Time-traveling stuff. Yeah, it's all starting to come together. Yeah, I, I think no, she's going to yeah. play a massive role still. She's coming back. There's no way they're done with her character. There's no, no way. No. Even if she comes back, even just for, like, one specific scene to, like, help – John Wynn or It'll be an integral scene. Yeah, she's coming back. You better believe it, y'all. All I right. think she... Oh, I just thought of this. It what? would be kind of cool if... Um, since clearly she has this, like, look because of her necklace, her physical appearance... You mean it, the one where she looks like Benjamin Button or the one where she's, like, super hot? Super hot. Okay. Not <laughs> Benjamin... Not Benjamin Button, Melisandre. Super okay. hot. Brad Pitt, um, Melisandre. Gotcha. Brad Pitt. I think that she, it would be really cool if she was in, like, a flashback scene where Bran was, like, <gasps> traveling back, like, 75 years. Holy shit. Or 100 years in the past, and she's, like, there. Looking, oh, my God. Looking the fucking same. I just thought of that. Dude. That's epic. She's going to be in a flashback. High five. Thinking of theories right here on the spot. Y'all heard it here first. Talk TV with Liz and Lindy. I know. I'm not drinking wine right now, so I wonder if that's... Like you're thinking more clearly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's possible. True, sign of a true alcoholic, Liz. I know. Thank I'm you. I'm just kidding. Um, no, you're not, but I appreciate you. It's fine. I love you. Do you want to talk about Azora High a little bit? We can talk about Azora High. First of all, some people think that Daenerys is Azora High. However... Which would be kind of cool being a female, but like they haven't, they can't do this huge hype about Jon Snow. And then not have him be like epic. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, this has a little bit to do with the books. So if you don't want to hear any of it, just fast forward a couple minutes, maybe four minutes. I don't know. <laughs> Takes me a while to get I don't this know. one out. Okay. Get it out. So here's the jam with um, Jon Snow. Okay. If you haven't read the books, Azora High is like the savior of the the whole human race, and he already lived and died. But the it's like five thousand years in the future. The, the mythology past. is yeah that he will rise again and be reborn as a champion. 
I'll read you the like actual clip from the book. Okay, so it says, There will come a day after a long summer when the stars bleed and the cold breath of darkness falls heavy on the world. In this dread hour, a warrior shall draw from the fire a burning sword. That sword shall be Lightbringer, the, the red sword of heroes, and he who clasps it shall be Azor Ahai come again, and the darkness shall flee before him. So we already know we're in like dire times because the White Walker War is coming. Um, I think Melisandre thought that Stannis was Azor Ahai. And when she realized he wasn't, I think that's when she booked it back over to Jon. So I think she knows that possibly Jon could be Azor Ahai. So part of the mythology behind Azor Ahai is that he was, it's said that he was born under a bleeding star. So flash to the Tower of Joy scene in the series. We see a young Ned Stark take Sir Arthur Dane's sword. Sir Arthur Dane's sword is the only about, other guy that saw this, right? And it's talked or that about that knows, yeah. And this sword is talked about um, not extensively, but quite a bit in the book. And what they say is that Dawn, the sword, um, was forged from a falling star. It even has like a sun um, on the hilt of the sword. And in the scene, Ned Stark takes Dawn up to Lyanna's room where she's just given birth and he leans it up against the bed that's covered in blood and they have a shot of the sword like leaning up against the bloody sheet an intentional shot an intentional shot so people are saying since in the books it says that azor ahai is born under a bleeding star that john is azor ahai and will essentially then when it comes to the white walkers be the key to defeating them and saving the entire world yes so that's that. Take that as you will. I don't even know if they're going to use the whole Azor Ahai thing in the show. There'd be a lot because they've never even introduced, like, the idea of Azor Ahai before. Unless we know Sam is at the Citadel right now. He's going to discover something. So maybe he's going to read about Azor Ahai and find a connection that leads him to John. I think so. I think that's key in order to continue what Sam's doing. Because he's at the Citadel, the rings are the rings at the Citadel are in the intro. Like it's a very it's significant important. piece, and in order to be someone that is allowed in there and to read that sacred information, that's not stuff that would be well circulated. There won't want no Google <laughs> in Westeros. So I think that he, it's it's very intentional that he's there, and it's not just so he can like finally be the baddest librarian ever. Yeah. It's because he's going to reveal something. And so he'll be a, play a big part of that. Yeah, and I think whatever he reveals will be about John because his only character connection in the entire series is John. John's such a big part of his life. So I think whatever Sam reveals, it's going to have to do with John either being a Targaryen or being a Zora High or something that has to do with John. That's the only yes. thing that makes sense where those two characters will reconnect in some way. Agreed. And um, another major theory we have is that Bran will destroy the wall. And we've talked about how Bran's powers right now, it's like, okay, what is the point other than you killing Hodor and just, like, <laughs> literally ruining our lives? Liz blames Bran for Hodor. Oh, She's horrible. so mad at Bran. So um, we've been talking about how this mystical, magical thing is, you know, at bay and we're seeing more of the magic in Bran's power. But there's always a balance in nature. And we think that when Bran approaches the wall, and we saw how close he actually is to the wall now, it will somehow dilute the magic in the wall, especially because he's now been branded by... Branded! Bran did! <laughs> oh! 
by the leader of the White Walkers because he was warging and let the dude touch him, so he's, like, marked. So that somehow him being at the wall will dilute the magic, and that's what will catapult the entire winter finally coming. Yeah. My theory, though, as in terms of when this will actually happen, it's probably... I could see us not fucking seeing Bran for, like... Ever. They can't now. They can't do that. I don't know. We know how important he but is. But he's so close to the wall now that I think, um, unless it, like, takes forever for the walkers to get there. I just, the way with the timeline set up, if he has something to do with revealing John, his true heritage and parentage and all that sort of stuff, um, it has, all that... What he, if he does that because he's so close to the wall right now and reaches the wall, but then the wall dilutes the magic because he crosses it, mm-hmm. the White Walkers are going to come, like, immediately. And I feel like that part of the story is going to be the final part of the story, not yeah. in this next season. Okay. So I'm just a little confused on the timelines with that, um, but that's 100% going to happen. Um, another awesome theory is that Arya kills Cersei. Yeah, let's talk about Cersei's prophecy first. Like, yes. break down the prophecy. There's three parts of it. Three parts of the prophecy. So we all know um, we had our first flashback of the series. Uh, that was a big reveal in anticipation up to the last season where we saw Cersei as a young girl and saw that she was still a little shit. <laughs> she was rude. always a bitch. She was always a bitch. And it was revealed to her that her three children would die and they would be adorned with gold. And as we know, every child, you know, either had a gold crown or was buried with gold. And that she would be strangled or killed or whatever by her little brother, which technically could be Jamie because she's older than him, or Tyrion. Who has experience in strangling women to he death. He does. He, oh, there, see, Shea. there you go. He does have experience in that. <laughs> so, um, you know, and all of this is kind of coming full circle for her and... I know that a lot of people, especially after the season finale, have talked about how she's aware of this, she believes in it, and she does not give a shit anymore about anything. Yeah, because when Tommen jumped out the window, people were like, it's like she didn't even care, but I think she expected it because she knew the prophecy was coming true. Yeah, it's not that she, she completely cared. I think that she, at that point, she had already pretty much given up on, she'd mentally prepared herself. Like, she was ready for that to happen. And this makes her even more dangerous than before because she is now reckless. Anything that had a shred of human gave her a shred of humanity is now gone. And so I think she's almost waiting for the this prophecy to be fulfilled in that she she won't even be like crying or like begging for her life. I think she's just gonna let it happen. It could be now that she knows this, could be somewhat of a self-fulfilling prophecy prophecy where she starts doing things that leads her in that direction anyway. Like like, we talked about how, you know, what she... She already has. She did She blew what, up the city, yeah. which she knew... What she, the Mad King did. And that's was why... Going to do. And she knows that's why Jamie killed the Mad King. Yep. And she did the exact same thing. So maybe she did that knowing, I have to do that to get what I want. And because I do that, Jamie will hate me forever. But in the prophecy, I'm killed by my younger brother. So maybe that's what's going to happen. I think she... I think she's sort of in her mind, like you said, accepted everything... And I think, yeah, she's going to be crazy reckless. But, yeah, the... Already has been. Yeah. Yeah. So, Arya, though, Mm -hmm. that would be cool because, like Liz said, you know, the prophecy says killed by her younger brother, but we thought it would be so cool if Arya had Jamie's face on, like she did when she killed Walder. If she had Jamie's face on and killed Cersei that way, but obviously revealed to her in the end who she was. Because Arya, I'm sorry, Arya is on a mission, and... 
she has revenge that she, I mean. That she list is, is still burning. She's not going to let that go. She is no. headed for CRC next, I think. And I think that would be a really cool thing to see. And you said you thought it'd be cool if Jamie, like, saw it or something. Yeah, but I just, well, logistics aside with how you actually get a face to put on. It, so just let's rule that out right now. Because Jamie might have to be dead. Right. Jamie might have to be dead in order for her to get the face. But it would be, like, so epic if she pulled, like, she she had Jamie's face on. She killed Cersei, ripped the face off, and then Jamie saw her do it like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would just be kind of rad, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So those are just, those are some of our theories. Those are... Just the five that we think, okay, logically, these things could really unfold and these things could really happen. There's so many Game of Thrones theories. We'd love to hear what you what you guys think because yeah. we live off, like, we live and breathe Game of Thrones theories. It's our favorite thing to think about and talk about. We love it. So make so. sure you share it with us, whether it's in a podcast and you want to tweet it at us at pure underscore fandom or put the link at the bottom of one of our Game of Thrones articles. Uh, we'd love to check it out. We'd love to feature your theories. So, Absolutely. Um, not we'll, steal them. Not steal we'll, them. We'll credit you we'll for credit sure. We'll credit you for show. <laughs> um, we also have an epic theory that we've been prolonging putting up. Comic-Con season has got us in wackadood. But we have even more wackadood. theories. Wackadood. <laughs> we'll be coming out with more theories. Um, but even though we're this is our last Wizard World Comic-Con of this season, don't forget to check out the rest of them that they have throughout the end of the year. Um, head to wizardworld.com to see where one is in a city near you. Heck yeah. And check out conradio.com to see all of our amazing other podcasts. Yes. Um, our fellow podcast friends are just the raddest. They're so fun. And At Radio for Geeks on at Twitter. At Radio for Geeks on Twitter, Con Radio on Facebook. And then check us out at Pure underscore Fandom on Twitter, Instagram. And on the mobile app. We've got a mobile app. Oh, check. hell yeah. Check out that mobile app, y'all. Today we gave away a um, rated at a $60 value. Well, there's House, still time to enter it. There's still time to enter it, yeah. House Targaryen Beerstein. It's the shit. So if you download the app um, and comment on the contest, you have a chance to win it. We're going to announce a winner this Sunday on the 25th. Yes. I think, yes. I think that's all we got. We could talk about Game of Thrones theories forever, but we'll, we'll leave you guys alone now. And you you guys just marinate on that and then tweet us and let marinate us know. Marinate it, season it. And bring it back. And bring it back. <laughs> just all bring right. it back. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll catch you same place, same time. Maybe same time. We don't know. Next week right here on Con Radio, Radio for Geeks. Kicks out. out.